Hey folks, welcome to episode 79 of Biomast. Uh, I am back, Jason Larison here, and uh, we're going to go ahead and plow through this show as best we can. It's, again, you, one of those interesting times we have a lot of interesting game things to talk about. Not a lot of uh, Dust or Eve stuff. There is some things of note that we will get into, uh, but uh, we do have an an interesting perspective. We had a, uh, a media pass into BlizzCon, so Zell will give us all the inside scoop on that one. Uh, we'll get into that here shortly. So without further ado, let's go ahead and do a couple of quick uh, intros, and we'll jump right in. So we're going to start at the bottom of the list. So Pokey, you're up, man. Hey, I'm Pokey Jordan from OSG Planetary Operations. I co-host the show and occasionally write for the blog. Outstanding. And Heracles. Hey, this is Heracles Porsche, uh, member of Capital Acquisitions, LLC. And as always, I am a Dust YouTuber and Altaholic. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Biomass streaming Sarayazel. Um, I'm Sarayazel. I'm a uh, was on the CPM. I'm a co-host here on the show and a writer on the blog. Alrighty. And Bait. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is uh, Iwa Bait. I'm a member of the Incorruptibles Corporation uh, um, and a writer for the Biomass blog. And I am Jason Larison. I'm one of the purveyors of the Biomass podcast, and I am not a contributor to the blog, although I read it and heckle it frequently. Uh, I have been in and out of the, for the last uh, couple of weeks with uh, some real-life work-type stuff, so uh, it is good to be back and good to have the uh, have a good chat with the, the bros here about some uh, game stuff going on here and there uh, in a variety of different games, CCP and otherwise. So we can go ahead and kind of jump right into a couple things. We've got... A little bit of news on the Eve side. You got two things going on. One, you have a uh, the Amar Championships, which is kind of a, a player-run tournament. It has some really neat lore lore tie-ins going on, uh, and and it, again, it's a further picture of how CCP over the last probably year or so, twelve to fourteen months, if you will, uh, they've really been amping up the interaction into the the player story tapestry. Uh, it's it's really, really cool on the Eve side if you're into it and you really get into kind of the lore and the backstory of the game. Um, it, you you can see a lot of different hooks. They've got a really deep storyline on Eve if you've ever looked into it. I highly encourage people that are interested in hardcore sci-fi to kind of get into it. Long story short, uh, the player-run tournament will, or player-participating tournament will choose the faction that the next emperor or empress of the Amar Empire will come from. For those of you that know Eve, they are one of the major factions in Eve, and so this is a pretty cool thing where the player actions directly choose the NPC that will govern uh, probably the major block in the uh, in the lore, the story-driven lore part of Eve right now. So, again, should be should be pretty interesting to see how this goes down. I think they're about halfway through the tournament, so kudos to CCP for engaging the players in that. Uh, and do they um go ahead sorry to interrupt do they have like backstories written for these npcs that are like detailed or yeah uh, how, how sure detailed would you say they are the i've seen a couple they were like literally um they were they were blurbs but my understanding is that there are much deeper reads on these people because i think some of them have they've been mentioned repeatedly throughout the actual uh story of eve over the last many years we could have to we'd have to bring on like an actual dwarf kung fu expert to to get into it in terms of the use stuff because it is very intricate and it's there's a lot of backstory that that you have to weave into a lot of different media to get 
but my understanding is that at least some of the candidates ha are known figures in the kind of current Amar storyline. Cool. Yep. Uh, and I think let's transition over real quick to Dust. By the way, we're you know the Dust Five One Four gang is not involved in any way in the Amar uh, championships, although it. There was a brief push by both some Eve and some Dust Side folks with CCP. They were trying to convince them to to get the Dust Side involved a little bit. And I would offer that it, it would actually have been a probably a pretty cool event if they could have actually pulled it off. That being said, CCP has a horrendous track record at trying to run uh, the first-person shooter-style tournaments, uh, as we've seen repeat uh, well a couple three times in Dust anyway. So, and by the way, in my bitterness will show as, as I also say, this is their, as they, they further distance themselves by not mentioning or acknowledging that dust is actually a thing publicly to Eve players. Uh, so moving on to actual inside the game, dust 514 stuff. Um, CCP Ritati has uh, put up a, an interesting UI image that shows an in-game UI image, I believe from, from dust that shows some range data for different weapons, which is something that a lot of players have been asking for for a long time, kind of understanding optimal, optimal and effective ranges for weapons. It's ahead, just, Jeff. from what I saw, it was just effective, just one line, effective range. Um, but even just that is a really huge win for, for everyone to be able to kind of get that, that basic idea of how long a weapon is meant to be going. Yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, it's, you know, little things like that actually are pretty powerful when folks actually start playing the game and they're trying to understand how things work with it, particularly without having to go to a third party tool set, which most of the third party tools for dust don't work anymore. Uh, but either way, it's a good, good on them for adding it. Uh, any news on when the next patch or release for dust is, by the way? That would require that we have a CPM with us and we do not today. No, I, I didn't know if they'd said anything in the, over the last week or so. Not that I heard. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's see. Hercules, I think you had a couple quick notes about some desk videos you were uploading, brother. Yeah, uh, I'm I actually processing right now is a PC of Titans of Phoenix versus War Ravens. So that'll probably be up by the time we're done this podcast. And uh, pretty soon I should have my 700 subs yay video oh my god it's darth yeah look it's darth and that's everything for me oh so we do have a cpm we can heckle now heckle the cpm go for it heckle 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 jay jay you wanna you wanna ask him your question now that he's here sure darth you mind doing a quick intro no problem you're cutting out there for me apparently this is a problem you didn't get that no. no. Go ahead. We love you anyway, Darth. <laughs> okay. Uh, Darth CPM2, ready to put the shield up. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. No heckling on my part. I was just curious if you had any tidbits that you could drop us or give us a quick heads up on maybe some topics of interest that you guys are engaging CCP on. And also, what I just asked right, literally right before you hopped on was if there had been any uh, public mention of whenever the next uh, point release was coming out. Uh, no public mention for 1.3 yet. We are working on it. Um, but as for things that I can say, uh, we are really close to finishing up the details for the next event, whenever that will be, but we're excited about it. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. I fought in your general direction. Alrighty. 
Okay. All right. So since most of you in the room were actually not alive when that movie came out, we're going to have to put a moratorium <laughs> on that at some point. Oh, my God. I think I'm literally like the only person that was in this room that was alive when that movie came out. Okay. Um, I guess my general question, like, since you're you're here, Darth, if you don't mind, is, is there anything going on in-game that you think is worth mentioning that you'd like to bring up or maybe highlight to the audience? Uh, in-game, I like the continued... Uh... Well, I mean, this is kind of pandering to Heracles, but I like all the machinima and the uh, use of the no-hud glitch that I've been seeing on YouTube. Um, yeah, I've been following that. Uh, have you? Oh been, yeah, have shit. You been... that's, sorry, sorry to Go cut ahead. you off. Uh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention is I'm trying to find a screenwriter for my next Dust Machinima. That's been my little project on the forums is to try and track someone down who wants to write a really awesome Machinima script for me. I think. Aeon said he might be working on something like that. I already have quite a few volunteers for uh, voice contributors. So yeah, if there's anyone out there who want, thinks they can write a Machinima script, that would be awesome. And if you don't know what Machinima is, Google it right now and then go write me a Machinima script. Oh, wait. I, just a, a, uh, a quick thought here. You said Aeon, Aeon Amadi was going to write the script? or He, he, was, was, looking at he was potentially going to write something. Apparently he's pretty familiar with Eve's lore, and the people who write me the script don't have to be Eve lore experts, but that would there would be a built-in audience for that, so that would be optimal if someone wanted to come up with something that you know had tied into Eve lore. Oh well, I mean, I could, I would pay money to to listen to an Aeon, you know, written script. I, I assume it would go something along the lines of. <laughs> be nice. I mean, he is crazy about lore. Um, no mistake. Hey, so, hey, Darth, are you tracking the um, the Amar tra- championships on the U side? Have you been following that? Only insofar as the uh, the YouTube videos and very cursory E forums. Yeah. No, I was just kind of curious. Okay. Um, let's see. Any other TCP-ish news that we wanted to kick around? No. Going once, going twice. Well, we, we could mention that uh, it looks like Sony is ramping up to release their VR headset in 2016. No date as of now, but I have noticed that CCP has been kind of pushing Valkyrie news a bit more on Twitter. Nothing too concrete, but just, you know, more recent activity on, on screenshots and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I can imagine they're probably holding off or at least trying to align the release of that with uh, the Sony VR headset, which would I, probably I think- be a good launch. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, I think it's actually like the the release title. I, I, I think so too. With it. I, th- I think uh, they're you know, I got the impression Valkyrie was probably ready to play effectively like a year ago, and they expected that you would be able to buy the Oculus Rift and or you know as a release product like a year or two ago, and so that's what they were building for, and then it's just kind of trotted along, and so they've they've kept going, they've added more to it, and They've probably done what you know you would normally see in post-release patches and started to add a lot of content to it. But I I, th- I feel like they've probably been done with the core game for for a while now. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that the the Sony one seems to be ahead of the game in terms of releasing before the Oculus Rift. I fully expected the the Oculus to come out first, but it looks I like think Sony's the on top of the game. Are, I think the Oculus people are perfectionists. Well, they sold to Facebook, right? They yeah, they, I mean, they were originally intending that to be the Sony platform, and then that kind of took a, a left turn at Albuquerque there. But I was mentioning some other people earlier. I mean, Oculus, 
ultimately right now is a tech jumping off point for a lot of different entities. And uh, I, it, it does not necessarily surprise me that another, another organization with a significant R and D capability is actually coming out with what we think may be a comparable option. I, I have messed around with Oculus Rift, but it was, I mean, we basically got some, you know, some of our guys got some dev kits of it when we were working on some projects and, uh, it is very impressive, but it is my what what I understand is happening is that a lot of people are trying to get into the VR game at the same time. You just don't hear about quite a few of them. I, I think last count there were probably about four, maybe five that were actually legit people trying to develop systems. And Oculus just made the most headway in recent times, so a lot of people are trying to draft off of them right now. So you, you never know. I mean, I have not got my hands on Morpheus, so I have no idea how that compares. Um, if you have not tried on an Oculus Rift, and, and there's a lot of people that haven't. I mean, they're, they're still relatively rare to get a hold of. Um, it, it is pretty impressive, particularly the, you know, the ones that they've got out now, the ones that they're operating off of now. It, is, it can be very, very impressive. It, it, it definitely took me by surprise. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to try uh, the earlier builds of, of Valkyrie on the uh, Developer Kit 1 Oculus. And it was, you know, it, it kind of had that screen door effect, which has since been fixed with the new HD version. But it was like, whoa, like it was, it, it's nothing like people think, oh, VR sounds cool. But until you try it, you really don't know how cool it really is. So I'm I'm actually very excited, looking forward to uh, trying out the Sony one as well to see if it compares because it's it's going to be really neat if they actually pull it off. No, I would definitely agree with that. So, Zell, regale us of your tales of BlizzCon with your biomass media pass. Yeah, okay, my media your, pass your being I, pass. I bought the I bought the BlizzCon virtual ticket, which is like forty bucks, and it comes with you know your HD streaming rights, and then it's got a bunch of little add-ins for your different games, some some you know pets and mounts and crud like that. And uh, so funny thing, the event happened. Um, it was Friday and yesterday, and I did not watch any of it at all. Um, I paid for the ticket. I have not watched any of it. I I guess I can go back, but um, anyway, so I I did follow along though. Um, thanks to the wonders of social media and the variety of fan sites that um, have to announce every minor thing relating to any Blizzard title. Um, and uh, the, the big things for me that stand out um, is... So there, there were the, the big Warcraft trailer came out um, with it, and that was a big deal. But I was unimpressed. It felt like a TV movie to me. The CGI looked atrociously awful. Um, maybe my standards are too high. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has an opinion. Um, but I was, I, like, they also released the cinematic for the next expansion of WoW, which is Legion, um, and that looked way better. The actual, the, like, the game cinematic looked better than the movie trailer for the big budget movie. It does not surprise me. Um, I, random question, I know very little about Warcraft. Did what you see, what you saw in the trailer, which I just, I watched probably about an hour ago, is that, um... Does that look like it's from the game? I mean, does that look you know, pretty legit in terms of the story of Warcraft and all from that my, kind of jazz? From my understanding, it's Warcraft 1, um, which of course is very, very, very old and back when, you know, these games were much, much lower graphics quality. Because um, that game, when did Warcraft 1 come out? It was a long time ago. But It, uh, it was definitely a while ago, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, the, I mean, I guess the look was very was pretty similar, but it feels like it was too similar. 
to the point that it felt like there were cart- like they had live action heads parked on top of kind of poor quality CG and costume work. I I just I wish they'd done a little bit more into it. Okay, all right, that that's pretty fair. I mean, my general impression, like one, I know, like I said, don't really know much about Warcraft, but it it kind of struck me as a um you know Lord of the Rings wannabe kind of esque sort of thing. Uh, so it, it'll be it could be interesting. It might be like an entertaining entertaining summer summer movie kind of thing, but I'm not I don't think it's going to be any great shakes. At least from what like the two minute and twenty second trailer that they've got out now can show you. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty imp- unimpressed by the trailer. I mean, the big difference is that you know there's a, when you look at something like Lord of the Rings, it tends to be you know humans good, orcs bad, whatever. And this is they're very they're very much trying to portray both factions as you know fully you know deep deep roles yeah no well they do have some some real talent in the movie though i mean they, they've got uh two or three people in there that at least look uh my well they're they're pretty well-known hollywood folks i think ben foster's in it um uh, the guy that plays on vikings the was it like the history history channel show vikings that which fairly critically acclaimed he i think is the lead um human in it uh there's two or three other folks in the, that are floating around in there when you look it up, look it up on IMD, IMDb. So they actually have some, they do have some decent talent on the movie. So I actually hope it does well. I mean, I'm, I, it would be interesting to see a video game movie actually turn out well for a change. I don't know if this is going to be that movie, to be honest. Well, it can't be worse than like Blood Rain or you know some other UE Bowl. That's movie. true. That's true. I mean, the bar to beat is low. F- fair point. Um, what other what other stuff did you pull off from Blizzard? So um, the other, the, so Legion is uh, looking like it's going to be a decent looking expansion. We'll see what they do with it. It's kind of hard to tell until you actually play it. Um, as with most WoW expansions, I'll show up for a few months. Um, I'm playing WoW now, actually. By the way, I'm I'm totally doing a terrible job as a tank right now because I'm I'm trying to talk. Um, but uh, you know, I come back right before a new expansion. I play for a little bit, and then I leave after the expansion. And I pretty much the just play it to to gather the experience without spending a lifetime on it like I used to. Um, but uh, the the big thing, the other big thing is uh, Overwatch, which is not going to be free to play, which is a bit of a surprise to pretty much everybody. It is going to be uh, sixty bucks, or I think it's forty bucks for the lowest edition that you can get. And I guess they are still probably going to sell skins, but you are going to have all of the heroes at launch. And I guess the reason they decided that is because they the way this game works, as opposed to like League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm, um, character switching mid-match is common, and they felt that it would it would heavily gimp the game to have the the kind of standard free-to-play hero unlock system. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, it should be interesting to see how that thing turns out. I've been kind of I'm, following it. I'm really excited about it. I want to buy it, but. They won't freaking give me a beta invite. Hey, so how many people play in a match? Is it MOBA style or is it like 4 and 4 or something? I think, uh, yeah, I think it's like 6v6. Six six. It's actually okay. just like a team deathmatch though, right? It's not like a, like, what's the gameplay like? It is, it's like a third person shooter, I think. But it's hero based like a, like a MOBA. Okay. And I they have literally like each, each class, each hero has like four abilities. It's, it like, it looks like a MOBA if it was a, if it was played as a shooter. That could be kind of interesting, I guess. I mean, it, it's, I mean, there's, 
it feels different enough. Yeah, I mean, it feels different enough from like your standard first-person shooter or your standard MOBA, and I, I think that they're they're trying something a little new. It's it's probably closest to Team Fortress, but um, you know, we'll see what they do with it. No, I think that's I think that's pretty legit. I've been kind of keeping my eye on it. I'm really excited about it. And I really want a freaking beta key so I can see what it's all about. But they're you know they haven't granted me or or my brother or my friend one yet. So alrighty, that sounds good. Uh, let's see, any other random news out there for the BlizzCon? I think that's most of the uh, interesting stuff at BlizzCon. Okay. Um, I'm, ju- I'm just trying to think if they, they announced anything else. I mean, I, as a Heroes of the Storm player, I'm excited about some of the new heroes they're throwing in there. They're going to have um, a hero that's... A, it's a single hero, but it's controlled by two players, um, which is kind of weird, and I don't I don't think anyone's ever tried that before, so that should be kind of kind of intriguing. That, would, uh, that might be kind of interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, so they're going to have one person controlling movement and one con- person controlling the ability. So, as you can imagine, much rage will happen when your partner doesn't do what you want. That is a true statement. Uh, particularly since, unless you're on your own comm system, you're not going to be able to talk to the dude. All right, yeah, no, no voice in, uh, in that. Yeah, so, so for my end, some a couple, couple things that I've been, I've been taking a look at is I've, I'm pretty much dead bored with everything going on. There, there's really nothing going on on the PS3 and I, I, we do actually use it pretty extensively for uh, the Blu-ray player and sort of like streaming video services, things like that, like Hulu and YouTube primarily, uh, things like that. Uh, but I, I have, I almost like just picked up a PS4 the other day, but I've been kind of messing around with it. I'm not entirely sure I'm ready to go snatch one up because I've, I've got an interesting little sort of desktop desktop game, um, desktop computing game revival going on here uh there's so much great coming out for desktops right now there is but i've actually once you kind of start digging around steam and you figure out all the games that you haven't played ever you know that i mean there's a lot of stuff out there and then some of the indie games coming out right now are just just incredible uh very 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 strong games in that market and steam is an interesting tool that you know like a lot of those kind of uh, digital consumer services so I've actually been playing a fair amount of those kind of games uh, and some of the tablet games that come out, which I tend to play things like Scrabble and chess on, by the way. Um, I don't have a lot of time for like to really sink into a game like something like Skyrim or something like that, because that used to be really my forte. And I, since I don't have time, I generally try to transition to other type of games. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to, to pick up a PS4 yet. I did a quick, Quick check. They do have a a relatively new model that came out. That's a little bit little bit smaller. It's not the actual quote unquote slim version. It's just literally like ten percent smaller. A little bit runs a little bit cooler, but apparently it's much much more power efficient. Uh, so if you are looking for it, looking to pick up a PS4, make sure you pick up the the latest generation chassis. But I I think it's I think the PS4 for me is about almost in the window where it's a a value buy because they've got enough games out in the inventory right now, or at least enough that'll be coming out by, um, by Christmas that it's probably might, or at least it might very well be worth the, the pickup for me. Yeah. I actually, I forgot to mention, uh, the other big news about overwatch is that, uh, overwatch is not just for PC. It will be on PlayStation four and Xbox one. Yeah. I saw that, that, that should be pretty interesting. Do you know if there's going to be cross platform play? 
I do not have any nope. idea if it's cross-plot. And I'm not surprised if the answer is no, because no, nobody they, does that. They said no because they were worried about uh, PC players having an advantage over consoles because of the mouse and keyboard. Because PCs are better. Um, also, but the other thing is that uh, Macs suck, and uh, Macs will not be supported, which is actually almost almost a first for, for uh, Blizzard games, is Blizzard has almost always had all their games be Mac PC and not console. And this time around, they're going with consoles, but uh, Macs do not get to play. Which is kind of sad. I really like my Mac. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you. In before PC mustard rice. Hmm. Okay. So before we devolve into the sandbox, um, let's see. So looks at I, I may very well end up snatching up a PS4 uh, here in the next week or so. Just don't do it. Well. Well, if you've got another recommendation, I'm all in, but I'm certainly not going to get an Xbox. Get a PC. Uh, you know, I th- you know, believe it or not, I actually thought about that, getting one of the uh, the little under-the-TV style uh, PCs that they've got out oh, now. Oh, a Steam box? Not a Steam box, uh, but y- you they've got quite a few um, PCs yeah, that I mean, are set you up can, basically. You can, they're the same hardware. You can put Windows on them, too. Um, my Alienware Alpha is actually, they sell the same case as a Steam box, but it's a kind of a low-end model that I use for watching TV. Yeah, I mean, I had actually looked at that. I mean, you can get a pretty good setup um, for for a relatively low price. You know, consider it something I'm going to plug into like a 70-inch plasma. So it, it's, you know, it could be pretty fun, but I just really don't want to go through all the hassle of the keyboard and mouse while I'm sitting on my uh, sitting on my couch. Oh, you can you can um, actually the Alienware Alpha is interesting. It mine did not come with a uh, keyboard and mouse. It came with an Xbox controller. Yep. Uh, those are pretty legit. I've actually used Xbox controllers for PC games in the past pretty pretty routinely, and it does work decently well. Um, I've actually, believe it or not, I've heard a couple of really good reports about the uh, the Steam controller. Uh, I've not used one. I've been toying around with the idea of just picking one up just to have it, but uh, it is reportedly a pretty good, pretty good uh, controller to use. My current setup is an Xbox One and a PS3. And a Mac hooked into a whole posh. So I'm basically doing everything you guys say I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and it's well, okay. I'll, I might join you in the Xbox camp here after Christmas, uh, Heracles. Yes! Oh my god. Any chance you're going to play Battlefront on Xbox One? Uh, maybe. Okay. I, I will never forgive the Xbox One because I want to play Tomb Raider, but I have to wait a year because of the Xbox One. Well, is there what's is there anything that's actually um, you know proprietary or not proprietary? Are there, are there any like uh, like locks and titles on the Xbox? Yeah, Halo. Just kidding. Yeah, Halo's just coming Halo. out. I kind of Halo is out. out. Halo Five is out. Halo is out. Okay, so it's out um, now. It has Nathan Fillion in it, which is worth mention, but that's about yes. it. Yes. Uh, yeah, but there's a war too, I think. Yeah, I could go onto YouTube right now and watch the whatever the 25-minute ending cutscene of Halo is, and I'm caught up on that shit. So that's what I did for that's what I did for Uncharted before I had a PlayStation. Oh, I'm, I'll, I'll straight up tell you, I, I I absolutely don't mind saying that uh, this is one of the few times I legitimately uh, quote unquote cheated. I went on to YouTube and watched the full Arkham Knight, uh, like two and a half hours worth of I was cinematic movie. It's actually really good. They, they, they edited it together. Whoever this guy did it, he edited edited it together very, very well, and it was a seamless run through. It uh, yeah, Uncharted. It was the guy who did incredibly Uncharted, incredibly good. 
did the same way. The, the Uncharted movie, I would I would pay to see in the theater as it was cut at, from the game. So I can I can definitely understand where that's going with a movie if they ever finish making that movie. Yeah, but I was those I was those Batman games are actually worth playing though too. I mean, they have great cinematics and um, but I mean, you know, when you get to play in the predator mode where you're like stalking people and like dropping down and like hanging people from like a gargoyle statue, that stuff is freaking awesome. Oh, I, yeah, I I would I've played some, the other Arkham games, and I would t- I was very surprised because superhero games, like mainstream superhero games, have have been really hit or miss. Uh, but that one I thought was maybe the Arkham series in general, and particularly the Arkham Knight, uh, the last one. That that really captured a lot of the things that you want as a comic book fan, and it played very, like you said, it played very well. I did not particularly care for the the Batmobile tank shit though. Um, but generally the Arkham series plays pretty good and I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see what their next, uh, you know, what their next project might be just to see, see what they can do to build off of, off of that. I'd like them to go something, you know, maybe totally different, but they, they've done really, really good with Arkham. So should be interesting. To yeah. See. My friends came over when I was playing that Batman, like the Batmobile tank sequence and they're like, you're not playing a Batman game. I'm like, yes, just wait. A Batman cutscene's coming right around the corner. Believe me. Yeah. But um, the the or if you're gonna go through and if you're gonna cheat and just watch cutscenes, the one I would most recommend is uh, on Arkham Origins. There's like a cutscene where it goes into like Joker's past. Uh, well, I mean it's present for the game, but whatever. It's when Joker first meets Batman, basically, and you know Batman basically like saves joker's life even though he's spoiling joker, plots yeah and I, okay i am spoiling plots but uh it, it's, it's right after that <laughs> right after that there's like a big revelation in joker's mind and you know it's it's well worth watching it, it is pretty good and, and as with a lot of the other arkham games it's it's incredibly well voice acted uh so kudos well, yeah them. it's mark hamill doing the voice acting so it's it's like a must-see for any batman fan Oh, did he do the Joker voice in this one? Yeah, he. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I thought he was done are with you, that after sure the that? other one. I'm I, pretty sure. If that's not Mark Hamill, I will. I will. My hat check. or something edible that's not edible. I'm googling it right now. By the yeah, way. as am I. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, better start looking around the house for those objects. Here we go to the trusty IMDb. Someone, we need to fill the awkward silence while people are googling. It is Mark Hamill, way yes. down on the list of uh, yes, of, indicated uh, voice actors. Yep, there you go. Steve Bloom is in that game too, huh? Yeah, he he does an incredible amount. Steve of Steve Bloom is in everything fucking, that has voice acting. He's fucking cool. Well, if he, there's voice acting, he's done it. Yep, he's. Uh, I think the guy that's done the Wolverine voice the most out of like anybody ever. Yes, um, yes, he's Wolverine anywhere that Wolverine is not played by Hugh Jackman. Pretty much. Also uh, in Halo. Inter- interesting one. If you look on IMDb, the very first name, Carlos Alzraki, he is an, an incredibly prolific voice actor. You will know him uh, from Reno 911, though. But yeah, that Batman Arkham Origins game, I just consider that one of like the great hidden gems of, uh, gen- gems of gaming. Hidden gems of gaming. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, the... Uh, the I believe they've actually announced that the first solo Batman movie and the the T 
kind of DC cinematic universe is going to be uh, under the Red Hood, which which will be interesting and, and has all sort of funny tie-ins to what who might the Joker be in the actual uh, Suicide Squad and you know, or in the DC universe if it's actually the Joker or if it's Jason Todd. So explain what you just said for those of us who aren't up to date on so that. Th- there was many years ago. There was a, a fairly uh, big storyline where it was called Death in the Family, where Robin was killed by Joker, the Jason Todd version of Robin, who's the guy. He's basically the person that followed Dick Grayson, the classic Robin. And it, and this is back when you actually there was no such thing as the interwebs, really. But you had to write in or call in rather uh, and vote. So the fans voted whether or not Jason Todd would get killed by Rob by the Joker, and, and he. And literally, it was like 51 to 49, you know, or something like that. Uh, they voted that Jason Todd gets killed by the Joker. And that was, a, 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 at the time, a very dark turn for most comic books. That was particularly a mainstream one. So, uh, without telling a lot about what goes on in the comic, uh, the you know, Jason Todd's captured by, by the Joker. And uh, in, in a fairly brutal way, again, for a pretty mainstream comic he's uh, he's killed he's murdered by the joker which then starts a whole series of different uh different downstream things in the rest of uh, the batman universe many you know, years later it ends up there's a there's a uh, a villain or another vigilante he's tracking down called the red hood uh and that turns out to be a resurrected jason todd so and if you've played the arkham knight you know that the Arkham Knight ultimately is Jason Todd. And if you look at how his uniform is set up, it's got it, the little digital helmet flickers red a lot, or when he's fighting him, it becomes all red. That's the red hood, uh, basically the red hood helmet from, uh, from the comics, the classic comics. So the, the, the interesting part about it is you, there is, there are storylines where basically the, the original Joker um, brainwashed, tortured, and did all kind of crazy stuff to to Jason Todd to turn him into the Red Hood, um, and also, and in some storylines like the Batman Beyonds type, type stuff, uh, he actually took like became the Joker instead of becoming the next Batman, that kind of thing. So there's a lot. There's some speculation that uh, the Jared Leto Joker in the Suicide Squad and in the DC Cinematic Universe is actually Jason Todd, one of the Robins that was formerly Batman's partner, uh, which would probably work out about right because Jared Leto is a much younger person uh, than Ben Affleck in the movie. So the age range would probably work about right. Uh, and then there, there's a lot of people who have pointed out things about the character, about how he's got a, a lot of uh, metal metal in his mouth, like metal grill in his mouth, like uh, replacement teeth. That was one of the things that, you know, the Joker basically beat Jason Todd with a, with a, uh, like a crowbar until he, you know, and knocked all his teeth out. And you see the crowbar in the Robin uniform in the, uh, in the Ben Affleck uh, Batcave. So there's a lot of interesting little, little, uh, not, you know, tips of the hat and nods there to the, to the Red Hood storyline. So it, again, and one of those interesting things, I'm, I'm kind of uh, waiting to see how the DC Cinematic uni- Universe plays it off. They've been having a lot of fun with the uh, Joker on uh, Gotham as well, because they've uh, they spent the first season and uh, and a half really so far 
where they uh, tease who it might be, um, where they introduce different like characters that could potentially be the Joker. Um, and uh, there was one they they had in season two that's been that was really really amazing. Um, but uh, there's there's no word on who the actual Joker will be. Uh, that, that movie is, or that show is definitely. It, it's very difficult for me to watch only because I'm I'm pretty well steeped in in uh, you know the comic book. So every time I see that that show, it just there's stuff about it just uh, just makes me cringe. It's so very distinctly an alternate, you know, an alternate version perception universe type of deal. Um, oh, absolutely. But I mean, I I, I assume I, I assume that Barbara is not the Barbara that uh, is from the comics. <laughs> Is all you can say. Oh yeah, you would hope so. I mean, I mean, they, they if if you knew nothing about the Batman universe and you took all this at face value, it's actually I, I would offer a pretty well, you know, well executed, you know, TV series. Uh, but if you if you are a comic book fan, it just it eats you alive watching it. You know, uh, as it goes on, it's one of those where I think. I'm not sure how much longer that show can actually last because they end up basically with every episode pissing some large swath of their, of their uh, audience off. And I, I, I mean, like I said, very well executed, but it's very difficult to tell where that where that series well, is. Well, it depends going. what you consider their audience. If you consider it comic book nerds, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there isn't a such thing as really comic book TV or movie adaptations that are really faithful to the comic. You really just have to view them as alternate universes and different, you know, different perceptions. That that is true. Although I will, I would offer that the Arrow is probably the closest one that I've seen, and it it is. But I mean, if you pretty at, well tacked off on on the on sure. the original. But if you looked at if you looked at Arrow at the, when it started, it it didn't look like it fit the DC universe at all, and they've actually wrapped it more into it over time. I well. I, what came out first? Well, let's see. So, Man of Steel came out first, right? And then the Arrow started. I I don't remember. Um, I, I well, one. I don't think there was a DC cinematic universe, and you know, at least not not. Oh, well, well, I mean, um, the movies don't. The movies do not relate to the TV shows at all. The TV shows kind of have a cohesive universe with uh, oh, yeah. Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow, which is coming that I'm pretty excited about. I, I don't know if they'll try and tie in uh, Supergirl. Uh, I. Th- I, I thought that one was actually more closely aligned with the actual cinematic universe. If, if that's, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, they haven't really said anything. Yeah. Uh, and, and but I mean, they're going to have a different the flash is pretty good by the way. Yeah. And, and despite how good the flash is and how many people love it, they're going to, uh, have a different flash for, for the movie universe. And I, I think that's a terrible mistake. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> like, I, I, I did not know who was playing the Flash until I actually looked up the guy. Wow, he's a douche nozzle. But uh, the the guy that we've got playing Barry Allen right now is actually really good, uh, and he's very, very well liked by the fans. All right, let's see. I'm trying to run down my list of other things that uh, we had on tap to speak about. Let's see. I'm not tracking. We have a whole lot of other major news out there, unless anybody's got anything they want to tip off. Uh, wait, when Fallout comes out this week, right? On the tenth. Ah, yes. Anybody gonna be jumping on that bandwagon day one? Yeah. Mm. I think I'll probably pick it up 
in a little bit. I just purchased uh, Far Cry 4 because I don't have it and I wanted to try it, so I don't need a second game to put on top of that. But I will definitely be getting Fallout 4 at some point. It looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the Fallout series. It will. I I hope it's. I hope they really they really build on it though, instead of just kind of iterating it with some different adventures and maps. You know, like. But they do have the gameplay down quite well, so it's. I will be very interested to see how this this goes. I'm always a little bit uh, suspect when you see like a game, like particularly when these really deep games that you really enjoyed, and they come out with whatever the next version is. I mean. If they did it, particularly games that did it well, they get into this really difficult position where the gameplay or the mechanics they structured or how they tell the story or whatever, whatever made the game good, it's not good enough just to do that again with a different location and a next chapter, if you will. There's always this desire to um, make it somewhat different or unique. And, and in some ways, I think that's actually, I mean, it really puts them in a no-win scenario because if they try to stay with really what what actually made them popular and brought them to that point, they get accused of like, oh, all you did was just, you know, slap a new coat of paint on it, but you didn't give us anything new, you know, quote unquote. Um, but if they try to, to vary away from that model too too much, then they get into the, well, you you totally walked away from what made you good the first time, so you know, you suck. So it's a really thin line that they have to walk on, uh, on fallout, but I will be, I will be keen to see how that works out. Cause I am a big fan of the, uh, big fan of that, of that series. Yeah. I think on that note, I think that they're, um, basically really making a lot of the existing systems more robust and really adding a lot of depth to what they know works. You know, like weapon customization and stuff like that. Some some really cool stuff with the power armor, kind of changing that up a bit, making it a little more. Uh, it, it it's hard to explain from the trailers, but it looks it looks pretty cool. And I think that they'll probably stick to what works from what we've seen, like you said. But like I said, they're they're really deepening and, and expanding a lot of the kind of those little small subsystems of the game. And I think that'll add, you know, some new stuff to, to think about, but still stay true to the, the franchise and what makes it good. So I, I have high hopes for it. I, I trust Bethesda to, to put together a, a solid title. They are pretty good. I mean, like I said, that what they do, they do very well. So uh, I, I absolutely wish them luck. I'll be, be very keen to see how Fallout works out. Are see. you a big uh, Far Cry fan there, P- Pokey? I have never actually played a Far Cry game, but I I had to pick this one up. It looked really cool, and it was cheap online, so I grabbed it, and I'll be giving it a shot probably tomorrow when it comes in the mail. Yeah, I've played 3 and 4, so let me know how you find that one. That could be interesting. Uh, one thing that I, I my brother's actually doing it right next to me in the background here, uh, so if there's any background noise, I apologize, but we've been trying the... Uh, Battleborn beta. It's done by Gearbox and 2K, which is the creators of Borderlands. And the beta is actually uh, pretty interesting. It it, it kind of plays like a MOBA in a sense, like Heroes of the Storm or uh, uh, League of Legends, in that you've got, I think, 25 heroes total. And for the PvP, you're actually guiding minions across the field. So if you're familiar with those MOBA games like League of Legends, you, you kind of guide the minions across and you try to defend uh your minions to get them to the other side and you try to blow up the enemy's minions all while trying to you know kill the other team so they don't blow up your stuff 
and it's it's a first person shooter though which is really interesting so it's you know there's melee classes and, and range classes but it definitely has at least in this game mode that's in the beta uh, a very distinctive MOBA feel which I it caught me off guard I was not expecting that but it's 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 actually pretty interesting so unlike Borderlands you uh, whenever you do a new level you basically start at level zero and you gain experience throughout the match and level up and get perks and whatnot so. In that regard, it's like a MOBA, but uh, there's also a single-player campaign which surprisingly behaves the same way in the regard that you start at level zero at the beginning of each mission and level up much the same way, but it still has all the the wacky humor and, and the you know visuals that Borderlands has, and, and overall, it's a a very uh, enjoyable experience. I don't know if anyone uh, has tried the the beta or whatnot in here, but if you can still sign up. I think it's coming to a close pretty quick, so I'm not sure you can get in for this round. But it's very interesting. It's it's a, a definite strange mix of a, an FPS and a MOBA, which is unique. And, you know, it's hilarious. Even, like, the one story mission they give you to test, it, it's it's great. It's hilarious. You know, if you're a fan of Borderlands, you're going to love it. And I think that if you, you do play MOBAs, it's definitely worth a shot because it is a cool twist on, on that kind of gameplay. So, yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. Now, this what you're describing sounds a bit like Overwatch that Zell was talking about. Do you is this? Do you think this is like the maybe an emergent trend that we're seeing in uh, MOBA style games? Just because the MOBA market's pretty saturated right now, they're kind of shifting to something new. I actually got the two games confused when they first announced. I thought they were the same game, and <laughs> I was like, "Wait, one's Blizzard, one's Gearbox. That's weird." So I yeah, I think that they they definitely have a very similar feel. The visuals are are fairly similar in kind of a, a kind of distorted cartoony style, um, and the gameplay does look similar. So I, I think that you're right in that the recent trend of MOBAs and everyone's kind of jumping on that bandwagon because they are definitely popular. I mean, you look at the I'm, I'm always it's mind boggling when I look at the the e game sports and all that stuff for League of Legends, like people in giant stadiums watching people play the video game. It's 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 very weird for me. I mean, I'm used to you know, growing up with playing Mario in your living room, and now you see it's like a sporting event for a video game. So, you know, really baffled me, Pokey. There is a there is a fantasy like there's a fantasy league for um for uh, League of Legends. Like you no have way. fantasy no LCS way. teams. Lord. That's an no actual way. thing. It's, no it's, way. It's completely like official. It's a thing, and I found out about it from my brother who actually plays League of Legends. I'm like, no, you God, no. What what I can't figure out is like um, a lot of MOBA games are not uh, like I'm trying to figure out why League of Legends became the the big esports kind of flagship. I cannot figure that out. They don't they don't appear to be fun to me to watch. If yeah, that makes sense. me too, dude. I'm I'm scratching my head over that. It, I didn't find it them fun to play. So. Well, like I've seen, like I've watched, like a uh, you know, get on YouTube and you watch like some of the big esports tournament, and they'll have like you know, pretty good commentators. It sounds a lot like the little the dodgeball movie with like Pep Strebeck, you know, fucking calling the shots on this thing. But it's, I mean, they're well produced and they're well done, but it is just, it's not a game that it looks like it's fun to watch. Whereas something, maybe a more of a first person shooter style might be more fun, but it's really, it's really hard. It's because you can only you can't see the entire screen at one time, and it's really hard to get a sense of what's going on in different places on the map. It's just it's not a a spectator friendly game. 
So I cannot figure out why in the world that is, why that became the flagship, unless it was just an absolutely genius set of, you know, marketers that helped put it on the map, which may be the case. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with, with Jay in, that, in the regard that, you know, watching those MOBA tournaments are just absolutely boring. I'd much rather watch a, uh, like a Counter-Strike tournament. Um, everyone that I've seen has been so much fun to watch. And um, But, yeah, I, I just don't see the appeal to watching. Wait, or, i got to ask Zell something. One of those MOBAs. Zell, so wait, those people with their fantasy leaks, are they, are the fan, are they fantasizing that, is the fantasy league for the in-game characters or for the people? No, no, no. Who for play? fantasy like members of different known like so known mem- championship known... teams. Yes. Oh my god, dude. So it's like unreal. so it's like fantasy football for you know your fucking <laughs> yes. esports team. Yes. God damn, dude. <laughs> yes. Jesus that, Christ, that's dude. Just <laughs> weird. It's weird. Yeah. I, I I don't even understand the the recent you know well semi recent. Uh, with the streaming and people streaming and making lots of money off of streaming, I, I just it baffles me because I find watching a stream typically very boring unless it's you know like a, a developer announcement or something. But just watching watching people play a game that I'm interested in, I'm just gonna go play the damn game. I'm not gonna watch someone else play. So I I don't understand the culture, but obviously it's something that's popped up some, you know, fairly recently and it's it's huge. I mean even just. You know, uh, on PlayStation Four, when you're scrolling through your your game menu, it'll show you you know active stream active streams that are currently up of people playing that game. So you can instead cl- instead of clicking on the game and going, I want to play this, you can scroll down and go, I'm going to watch someone else play the game that I currently have you know sitting in my system. I, I I think it's weird, but it's obviously popular enough that people are literally making a living off of it. It's it's just insane. Yeah, I mean, I I understand watching the highlights. Some of the highlights are really fun to watch. Little right, clips have right. on YouTube, but like sitting there watching the whole game, it just I just can't. Yeah, it's it's very strange, and I agree. Like you'll you'll get you know uh, bits where people record you know something that was funny or really cool or or badass, and I'll watch those. I mean that's cool, but I'm not going to sit there for four hours and watch someone else play a game. It's it's just it's very strange to me. I could understand it if the people watching had have uh, have like you know some kind of control or input like if you're playing one of those like you know choose your own adventure games or something and the audience could vote then i could totally see that yeah like twitch plays pokemon like that that's actually pretty cool i, I like that because it's it's kind of a meta game have you in seen itself. twitch installs arch linux arc linux i i have heard of it i did hmm? not watch it but that sounds terrifying twitch installs <laughs> linux it's a it's a collaborative text-based horror game oh my goodness are they actually installing they had, the they thing had, they had to shut it down because someone tried overwriting it with Gen 2. <laughs> All right. We have definitely come full circle on this one. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I'm not tracking we got anything else that we wanted to, to throw out on the table unless you guys want to continue to talk about the vagaries of esports. I watched a Magic the Gathering tournament. That was a waste of time. Yeah, yeah but I... I give you absolutely no points on that one because you should have known that would have been a waste of time before you started watching it. Well, see, you, were you drugged like, there? Were you drugged there? No, no, I, wa- no, I watched it online. Okay, that's worse because you actively chose to do that. I thought it would be interesting. I enjoy playing Magic, but I thought, oh, let's watch this tournament. Dude, I quit after like thirty minutes. I like. Okay. Do you have uh, Magic 2014 <laughs> bait? Um, cards. No, the uh, the uh, the no. G- yeah the game. No. no, you don't have that. Oh, I have damn. the cards. 
Okay. Those online games are worth it because I mean you save hella money if you buy those. Oh really? Yeah, I mean you. I mean magic cards are so freaking expensive. See, so see, anyone... but that's why you do what I do. You just buy one pack and you play with that one that one deck. It's great. Yeah, I can I'll, see that working. Whatever twenty bucks I think was the cost for the uh, starter core set thing. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Built a white green deck and I've used that deck for I don't know six months now. I guess. It's fun little deck. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there is actually... Uh, I remember playing Magic back in college, maybe. Like, God, you know, years and years and years and years ago. And it was kind of fun, but it just... Uh, trading card games, collectible trading card games, is just... That's one of those things I never could get into. I mean, some of the mechanics are really cool, but it just... Uh, other than uh, as a way to pass time with people in college, it was fun mostly because nobody had real money with which to play poker with. So we played Magic, so that worked out pretty well. I think crack would be a cheaper habit. Oh, I'd, no, I can't understand why people would pay that much money for, or pay continual amounts of fees for, well, I mean, that's like microtransactions in its purest form right there. It's like every time you turn around, you're coughing up a couple bucks for like a five-card pack or some shit at the Walmart. Just got to resist. Don't do it. Don't go to Walmart. Yep. All right. Well, folks, unless anybody's got any saved rounds. I, I did have I one more. You're killing me. What do you got? <laughs> I, I was going to mention the uh, the uh, Infinity Battlescape thing that uh, Jadik had mentioned. And, uh, the, and the fact that the, the Star Citizen guys were actually promoting it. Uh, Chris Roberts, who leads, you know... Uh, <laughs> Star Citizen was actually like, here's this other cool space game you should you should go fund as well. After you throw all your money at my game. Obviously. Yeah, uh, that we could have a whole show on the, the interesting world of Star Citizen and Chris Roberts. Okay, moving on. Shoutouts, bait, lead us off. I'd like to give a shout-out to my corporation, uh, Incorruptibles. Love playing with you guys. Um... Uh, shout out to oh, um, this YouTube channel that I've been using for a couple of uh, months now. Been trying to learn guitar on my own, and uh, came across this guy called uh, Marty Schwartz with GuitarJams.com. He's got a YouTube channel. Search it up. Really interesting. Really helpful guy. Um, great videos. All right, cool man. Uh, let's see, Zell. Shout outs. Uh, I'm gonna shout out to the other tank in this raid who has been uh, not really gracious, but. That's okay, because I've been a really terrible other tank. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, Darth. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on again, and I'm looking forward to how all these machinima projects turn out. Yep, absolutely, man. You get they elbow your way into the conversation next time. I'm sure you've got like incredible amounts of high-tempo, dynamic uh, comments that you could be making. Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, high energy. Absolutely, man. Uh, Heracles. I'm going to give the shout out to Darth for reminding me about my own project. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Scuda, who is was like one of the first people I met on Dust. Like one of them, first people I met on Dust. And he randomly popped up a couple weeks ago. And it was really great to see him again because I hadn't seen him in a long time. So yeah, those are my shout outs. Good deal, Pokey. 
I'm actually going to give a shout out to my brother, uh, kind of a shameless plug here. He is taking commissions to do custom painted Nerf guns that are themed after Dust 514 and EVE Online. Uh, they're, they're really fantastic. He's got some, a bunch of cool stuff up in his Etsy shop. Uh, very talented kid, so I'm, I'm giving him a plug here because it's, it's cool stuff. So just go to uh, Etsy.com and search for Draven Designs, D-R-A-V-O-N-D-E-S-I-G-N-S, Draven Designs. It's it should check it out. I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool stuff, and he does custom work for other stuff like steampunk, that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, uh, shout out to him. Yeah, I I can actually vouch for that. I've checked I've checked out uh, uh, Pokey's brother stuff, and it is is quite good uh his brother does some very good work so if you know any cosplayers or like people that just like really 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 good halloween costumes and shit like that it's definitely well worth it uh so let's see shout outs for me i'd like to give a shout out to the foo fighters i've been incredibly entertained i'm a big big foo fighters fan so anybody that follows my my twitter stuff would probably have picked that up by now but uh one of the things they've done over the last couple months is they've been bringing people up from the audience to either sing or play an instrument with them on one or two songs and uh, it's it's really entertaining watching uh watching some of it they brought a um a guy up in canada to do he sang tom sawyer the full song killed it too absolutely crushed it uh brought this guy up on stage and he, he did tom sawyer it was absolutely awesome uh, and they've had a couple other people on here and there. So if you're into getting a little YouTube on, that's always fun. Um, let's see other shout outs. I would like to shout out to the blue Ford F-150 in Savannah, Georgia at the uh, Lulu's chocolate bar today. Uh, the guy that parked with one set of his tires on the passenger side, just far enough over into the other parking spot that nobody else could park there thus creating a situation where if you wanted to park and go to Lulu's chocolate bar, you actually had to park six blocks away and it was pouring rain. So to that douche nozzle, thank you. Uh, and I think that about <laughs> covers it. Uh, there's so, a, there's a, there's a great image that's been going around Facebook. Um, it's with a, it's, it's just like this coloring book page of a turtle stuck to a windshield. <laughs> it's like, I hear you. It seems you may have difficulty coloring in the lines. Try this. It'll help. That's pretty legit. <laughs> I, th- I wish I'd have had that one. Okay, uh, guys, we're going to bring episode 71 of Biomass to a close. We we do appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, very much appreciate Darth and uh, Heracles hopping on to the to the show. Let's give us a little bit of content tonight. And we will do a little bit better trying to figure out something more more focused to talk about in, uh, in the next week's show. That being said... Not a lot going on, but there are quite a few other games going on and some news that we can uh, we can sort of throw out there. So we'll collaborate on that. And again, if anybody uh, if anybody's out there got any recommendations on things they want us to cover or to go into a little bit of detail about, please feel free to hit us up on the biomass dot com blog, or you can always hit us up on Skype and Twitter. Pretty active over there. Uh, let's see. I think that about covers it, folks. So. We're going to go ahead and land the plane and we appreciate everybody listening and downloading. We really do. We, we've had a recent spike in, uh, in downloads and uh, we, we do. Sincerely it, was a, it was actually, it was a panic. I, I almost shut it off. I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, the, the, the numbers are going up way, way higher than I expected. Yep. So, and, and for the life of me, we, 
we, we can't really figure out why because we, we acknowledge the fact that we suck pretty bad. But, you know, we and do. And there's like nothing it. else to talk about right now at all. Yeah, we, we, we sincerely appreciate uh, the feedback we do get, though, about trying to make the show better. And we want to make it relevant to you guys. So, one of the things we are kicking around is maybe doing uh, another couple spotlight series, kind of like what we did for the Shadowrun series uh, about a month a month ago, month and a half ago, I guess. Um, so if you've got any recommendations or suggestions on that, please get a hold of us, and we'll be doing a couple one-off shows on that maybe here in the future. So, folks, good night and good luck. Hashtag Portdust514.